Did it. Did it, buddy. Only 35 minutes late. Abdul Bat in Rock Bottom, fucking Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Um, Wait, you're in Roxboro, eh? Roxboro? Yeah, yeah, Roxboro. Yeah. Don't div- d- tell everyone my address, though. <laughs> you can't address. have seven people knocking on the door, all those seven <laughs> listeners that you're always saying we have. We're good, um, man. We've got a good thing going now. We've, yeah, we're on the, we're on the, the, the new first network. First week, yeah, on, the, on, the, on the, the network. The Comedy Here Often Network. Very excited. They launched this week, um, last week, and uh, now this, yeah, this is our first full week on there, man. Second yeah, episode. Man. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I'm happy about it. How how are you, man? You're in Ottawa. You're doing shows. Yeah. What's yeah. that friggin' it's, like? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I did it already once since COVID started. I did it in July. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. So it's still the same setup. I mean, Yuck Yucks, I have to uh, commend them. They're doing an incredible job. Yeah, they look with like they the, are. Taking the, the safety and security measures very, very seriously. Yeah. The, uh, although the bathrooms could still be a little bit cleaner. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe they read a study where having... Like all those germs, well, no COVID couldn't survive in that bathroom because the fucking the the long. The other germs standing, will fight them off. Yeah, yeah, the long standing, the germs <laughs> that have been there for thirty five years are fucking it's just like control a, of that environment. It's just like a gang neighborhood of, <laughs> of germs, yeah. and just like you're Johnny not gonna survive lately, here, buddy. COVID, you don't yeah. stand a chance. It's new but immigrant. no, like the the showroom, it's uh, so you've got fucking a big four liter jug of uh, hand sanitizer on the way in. The wow. server are all wearing masks and visors. Yeah. Uh, we, the performer, are behind like a little like plexiglass fucking fish tank looking thing. Yeah, and I've seen like the pictures. The, the joke that I came up with, like, so the, the plexiglass goes down about to my waist, right? It's all it surrounds me, but to my yeah. waist. And I'm like, you know what? This club fucking for the 10 years I've been coming here, really... If you're going to put up plexiglass, if you're afraid to catch something from Derek Sege, it's from the waist down that you should be afraid. That's where the plexiglass should be. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess everyone's really afraid of this one thing right now that we're forgetting about all the other shit you could catch from me. <laughs> uh, that's, her, that's hilarious. They should add, uh, maybe the late show, they'll add, <laughs> add a second plexiglass, a little lower for the, the more, late show. More than plexiglass. Yeah, like fucking <laughs> Extra dirty late show. Tarp. We've added an, a second late of plexiglass for Derek Sagan. He gets wild after 7.30 at night. <laughs> yeah, That's the other thing. That's weird. It's uh, Thankfully, it's November, right? So it gets dark earlier. Yeah. But uh, 7 o'clock showtime is still, it's pretty early. Like, we're done. I'm done by 8.30. Yeah. That leaves a, a lot of drinking time. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least, yeah, it gives you some time to just go relax after. You don't finish late and yeah. have to look for a Boston pizza. There's probably still some stuff open. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the last call is nine. Oh, and it's true. So everyone, all the, everything's and everyone closed Everyone has to be out by 10. Wow, jeez. What a time yeah, to be alive. The, the, yeah, I know. It's weird, <laughs> man. It is weird. Yeah. Um, and there's something weird going on in the hotel that I'm in. Like there's a security guard on either end of the floor. Really? And I'm like, what is it? Prisoner? They they say it's because there's some government uh, dignitaries thing here. That's why there's. I don't believe them at all. I yeah, think that's I don't a think it's shit. I think it's prisoners waiting to be fucking transported somewhere. Oh. What fucking dignitary would they send to this hotel? Let's see. It's a yeah. fucking shithole. <laughs> this is the next two star. The new two star. Uh, 
review should it's be. Got to be this some. Place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should do it at that place. It's it's probably like a dignitary from a country that we don't. Uh, we're not close allies with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like one of those countries that we're kind of okay Kazakhstan, with, but yeah, Kazakhstan or something. Yeah. Stick them with that shithole down, down the hall. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. funny, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder. Yeah, there must be something because they. Uh, I mean, I know they're storing like they're keeping, and they're not uh, even good secure they're like whatever, like a you know, rental like, company uh, rental yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. dude that's they're like year old kid they're the on ones running everything day. now they're running all the sh- like all the government uh <laughs> like even when you go to the weed stores in quebec it's like one of those like Rent scrappy security guard yeah, yeah that work at the front door it's like the, 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 no more government employees to do that i don't they can't hire government security i guess it costs you'd rather but I don't think it's cheaper because in the end of the day, it's still like what? You, I mean, yeah, the guy it's doing it is no making benefits, peanuts. you know, no insurance. Yeah, it's, that's that's it, all yeah. on the other company. It's all. And like when you cut the job, you don't have to give a package, you know, like the yeah. job is just doesn't exist anymore. And it's not your problem. It is. There's a lot of carrying cost with uh, having employees. Yeah, for uh, sure. And so for me, like when I started, when I start, when I quit my job to to go into to show business, uh in fact i thought i was going to be an actor right so i thought i wanted to be able to manage my own career and things so i actually started a business where i was doing advertising things on the side but to free up time so that i could manage my schedule and all that kind of thing so the government had wonderful program for entrepreneur that that they gave you free courses okay to learn how to do things so i took some accounting classes in that and uh, you really start to see um being an employee of a company that does have a lot of those those benefits like uh you know uh, uh, health and dental and prescription drug yeah, and life yeah. insurance and all that uh the, you know the the company have to pay for office space and all so this covid thing sending everybody home there's so many companies like i've done yeah. corporates in the last month for several companies that you know they're doing i'm doing these shows and i'm going into their employees houses because they've been sent home since like april or whatever you know they've been working from home and the two last company that i did they said we think that 80 percent of those people are going to remain in those jobs their productivity seemed to have gone up yeah the, their 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 uh, health ha- happiness like right there yeah for sure you, know, you don't have to see traffic you know, anymore if you need to take two hours off in the middle of the day to go to a parent-teacher interview, that's fine. As long as you get the job done, you finish it after dinner if you want. Yeah. But, you know, like they're all they, – they, they, the companies seem to realize that they can trust. You know, 90% of their employees can be trusted to get the job done. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they're, and their happiness is better. Their sure. cost of living has gone down, right? The car, wear and tear on the yeah. car, repairs, yeah. gas. That's a lot clothing, of Clothing, dry cleaning, lunch. See, most people will, they're, you're sensible. You pack a lunch, whatever. But, you know, there's those two days a week that you forget or you're late or so you don't, yeah. you're buying lunch. Um, I think it's a win-win for everybody except across the country, as we've seen, uh, like Montreal, Toronto, Calgary the is a cities, great example. The cities, the main cities, yeah. Of the, well, the developers, right? The real estate developer that have built all these, like right now in Montreal, there's like three office buildings that are being built and the ones that are already existing are emptying out. Yeah. So it's these billionaire venture capitalists, oh. sort of real estate developer, the billionaire people, basically, that are going to be like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> nobody's renting anything anymore. Everyone's everyone's leaving yeah. the, the city courts. Eh? 
Yeah, I was thinking that we're <coughs> well, we were talking about it the other day because we tried last night. We tried to just go grab some food, uh, and everywhere we like we called a place or like yeah, it's gonna be like forty five minutes. We're like what forty five minutes, and we're on the way home like driving. I'm like, okay, maybe not there. And then we stopped at like A and W. There's a fucking lineup, all like super long drive through lineup. Uh, the place around the corner that we usually go to again, super, we were just, we were just like, let's just go home and fucking make pasta make something. or something. Yeah. yeah. It's something, it'll be so much easier and faster than, but the, cause they're rolling in the, in the suburbs, man, they're rolling. Like the restaurants are from what I see. I mean, the, the ones that have takeout that have their stuff set up on takeout, yeah. obviously it sucks. The ones that have takeout going, but they have like a huge venue. Cause now you're paying rent for this giant right. venue, but right. They're still but the rolling, government man. is offering relief for yeah, some of that they got, now. They're and getting help. They so changed it's... it too. They've extended it now till uh, June of next year. Oh, the government aid for these small, medium-sized businesses, Good. specifically restaurants, was talked about in the article I read. And uh, where in the first wave, the aid that they were doing, the so, so like my friend I told you owns a jukebox burger. Yeah, right yeah, near you. yeah. So what he had to do was get this form, fill out his part, and then give it to his landlord. Okay. So which would be, uh, I forget who owns that, uh, Cadillac Fairview or whatever, whoever. Say okay. Like the real estate holding company. Yeah. Give it to them, and then they have to fill it out, and they have to file it with the government, and the government in turn sends the landlord 75% of the thing. So oh. the biggest complaint apparently from that first wave was that the landlord wasn't doing it. They don't give a shit. They're gonna get their money one way or the other, right? Yeah. So they weren't they weren't being cool about it, so a lot of landlords were just dicking around. So the 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 tenant, the restaurant, would end up having to pay one, two, three month extra wow. rent full because the landlord just didn't take the time to f- file this paperwork. Yeah. So in this new wave, uh, the Trudeau government has made it so that now the money is sent directly to the tenant. Wow. Now. Will there be, I mean, we know we all have met countless restaurateurs. There are a small group of people in that business that aren't necessarily, you know, they get free money, free money from the government. And it's like, I'm not paying this stupid landlord. Forget it. I'm going to Hawaii instead. But uh, I think in the long run, it's going to be it's going to be better that way that the, um, you know, the tenant can. You know, use he's getting seventy five percent of his rent, but maybe the rent's not due for two weeks. But his food order that he desperately need to stay afloat is due today. You know, take some of the money, pay for that. Like he's gonna manage his business like he would any. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It become a revenue stream. Yeah, uh, and hopefully it helps. You know, some of them. I mean, I can't help but think that without this aid, there would be f- you know at least fifty percent more permanent closure without oh the, for sure man how many so, people would not be able to afford their rent Jeez. and i just hope though that the government you know they've taken really i think good measure to help the average canadian right the yeah. regular people that are really really yeah, impacted not the from giant corporations that fucking that's own it. everything What's gonna, that you can't even find who they are and what like who owns it they're like mass between like seven different companies right yeah there's so a guy because some of those will take a hit like you know, They'll there's probably... a building in Calgary called the Bow yeah. that I think it was over. It was a say two billion dollar real estate development building. It was like it's the tallest building in the city now, uh, and apparently it's like seventy five percent empty. See, so you've got to imagine that that is a lot of money being lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. For now sure, I man. just hope that the government doesn't have to bail out all these you know developers 
you know, in one of the in the set, you know, I in hope the way not, that yeah. they have in the past that you know we can't let GM go bankrupt, so we have to yeah. bail them out. That we can't. It should be. You yeah, can yeah. let these venture capitalists start back off at fucking two million. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they can go down. They don't need to take yeah. any tax money. But there is. Uh, it's interesting you said that because there, I don't know if you saw there was a. Uh, remember we talked about like real estate in Montreal now, how it's getting taken over by just these giant companies. Nobody even knows who owns them. There's yeah. a guy in Montreal who created an app and he does all the research on the city website and he's starting this database. So you can go in the app. If you're looking to rent a place, you can look at who the landlord is. So yeah. you can look to rent and avoid renting in places that belong to these huge no-name like these corporations Venture that are hiding yeah, yeah just hiding behind who knows what uh that are buying up all the real estate and driving up the market so you can specifically just rent from you know let's say you own a building or i own a building, like a regular person that owns a building or is not right. like some conglomerate that just buys up all the real estate and now raises the rent so yeah. that's a great um I, I i was trying to find it i can't remember the name like of the, the uh, Kushners of the world there, the uh, Jared Yeah, Kushners exactly, the, the yeah. fucking... The Slumlord millionaire. Yeah, those assholes that just fucking... <laughs> I can't remember the uh, name of the app, man, but if you look it up online, I'm sure some will find it or I'll post it in the link underneath. Um, but it, that, yeah, I saw that. That was a great... I think I like about... The thing I like about Montreal, man, is... Uh, and Quebec, like you say this a lot, is like the social, like... Where it's a province that always likes to fight the man. Like I find... Yeah. The little people in this province love to fight the man. Like they like to protest. They like to, whenever we're getting screwed somewhere, they they like to do something and something innovative, something cool. I thought that was such a great idea to develop an app like that that people can now have in control in their hands to know who they're giving their money to. You know, you want to rent. A, I think it's a historically influenced um personality trait i mean if you yeah. if a, a whole people can have a personality trait uh, because historically french canadian uh, i mean not long ago uh, you, you know 150 or 200 year ago um uh, french canadian had no rights we weren't I, I can't say that it was as bad as say african american in america during slavery and that there's some we shitty were not, things done to them to the we french, were not yeah. allowed to vote we for yeah. the longest time french french people french canadian and it was before there was french canada because canada's not that old let's be honest yeah but um french the french um weren't allowed to even own property the british were the lords of the land and we worked their land but we weren't so we weren't allowed to vote on things and yeah and um the first parliament, in fact, of Canada in 1867 was in Montreal. It yeah. was right. It was. I used to work right across the street from this historic thing, and it, it's right. You know where the uh, the Douane, the big Douane building, on uh, Beaver Hall Hill or McGill? It's yeah. called McGill, I think, down there. Yeah, yeah. That big monumental kind of right yeah. across the street from that. There's a parking lot. That is where the first parliament was built, and the French Canadian, who were saying, no, "Why doesn't anything we?" care about matter so they burned parliament to the ground they're like we're yeah. citizen too and they burned parliament and that's when they said fuck that we're going to ottawa where people yeah. are a little bit more reasonable and they <laughs> they go to bed at 8 30 <laughs> not as many matches in ottawa people <laughs> don't have sticks to rub together but uh yeah that's it is that near the um i should know this man but i know that it's a uh, I know what you're talking about. It's a parking lot. It's not. What's the? There's a bank there. No, like not far. There's that the park. 
The bank's a, a little bit up more toward, uh, I think, uh, Notre Dame. What's this that park is, on uh, Peel? It's called... Um, it's it's not right near... up with the... Oh, on Peel. Oh, it's, not a, it's not near Peel? Uh, no, it's down talking? in Old Montreal, in the Old Port. Oh, Old so Montreal. So you know the... You know the, the um, there's the that uh, bell, silver bell tower? Yeah. And the Bank National. Yeah. Whatever. So on the back side of that, there's a street that goes down a hill. It's called Beaver Hall Hill from... Yes. Like Sherbrooke down to... But isn't Vigée. there a park there also? And then after Vigée, if you go past Vigée, then it's become, it's called McGill. The street's right. called McGill. Yeah. Not McGill College, but McGill. Yeah. And you go down there, and then so, and it goes all the way to De La Commune, which is the one that yes. longs uh, the old port. Uh, it's one street up from there, and it's called, um, it's, a, it's two one ways with parking lots in the middle of it. Okay, and is there the yes. original the original Montreal Firehouse yes. is there, which has become the Fire Hall Museum. But it's not a park, uh, a parking lot. It's a park, right? No, it's a parking lot. Oh, is it on the corner of McGill and fuck? Why can't I remember? I used to work on that street. It's called uh, not De La Commune, but um, uh, it's all, no, it's lower. It's not De La Montagne. It's lower. It's 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 where the highway, like where you wrap around to get onto the highway, right? The seven twenty. No, no, even it's more west than that. So it's one street. One main street uh, east of University, or what's now Rabbi Bourassa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know exactly where you're. I just don't know the exact corner, but I know where the area. It's just down the st- down further, even from the uh, what is it, the Q? What's the hotel? M W the W. The W. Is, I don't know. Hotel? Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know. I used to work there in Montreal. It's right at the beginning, anyway. It's at the the westernmost point of where uh, old Montreal starts. Okay, yeah, that's and there's no building there right now, eh? There's no like a no, it's monument. A par- it's been there, a parking lot forever. Maybe there's since, no I monument been down or, there for a while. There's no there's nothing. No there's no evidence of yeah. uh, the no. parliament there. They're like uh, no. ma ma. Call you learn about it. There's a uh, museum. <laughs> there's a museum. My memory is so shot. But the, uh, there's a museum. You know at De La Commune, there's that, uh, that triangle-shaped building, and it's split off from De La Commune uh, down at sure. the port? Anyway, in there, there's a, a museum. Oh, yeah, okay, the old, old Montreal. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking Yeah, in old Montreal. Yeah. And yeah, it's called, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I forget what the museum it's called, but the museum, it's basically a tour of the... Oh, the underground, the underground. Yeah, Yeah, I just saw that the other day on the news, and I was like, "Fuck, I didn't even know that existed." That's such a cool spot to go see. They were able, yeah, they were able to maintain some of the the basement of the old building, even though there's new building built on top. They've maintained, you know, historically. Yeah, I gotta go see that next year. And it was in that tour that I did it with the kids. It was a field trip with the kids, and I went on the field trip. And that's what they were saying. Right above us is where Parliament used to be. So this was actually the downstairs of Parliament. Uh, And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And my kids are like. This is boring. I want to leave. I'm like, this is incredible. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I find like, because I was the same way too when I was in high school. Like, I found like history was not super interesting, kind of interesting, but I wasn't really so in, into it. But I find like maybe four, three, four years after getting out of high school, I started traveling like throughout Quebec a lot more. And yeah. I went up north a lot to work on videos. And uh, I'd go, you know, we, there was like, historical pass up that way and i was like oh that's what we learned about in school i find they like if they find a way to make it more interesting there's it's because it is super cool man the fact that like people walk through this land like where i'm standing like hundreds of years ago and this is their story of that time and i find it now i'm so interested in things like that i don't know if it's because as you get older you 
start to hold on to nostalgia a little more. No, I guess I, I was like you too, like three or four years after getting out of school. That's yeah. when my, my real thirst for knowledge Yeah. Started. I think maybe, and for, for my children, because, you know, maybe it's a, a genetic thing, I think being forced to learn things yeah. makes, no matter what it is you're learning, you could yeah. be learning the secret to time travel, but because you're being forced <laughs> to learn it, you're like, uh, time travel, who's that for, Grandpa? Like, see, <laughs> Just because it's part of some curriculum you already yeah. resent it, even though it could be the most fascinating thing you've ever heard of. Yeah, time travel. South Shore students would be like, well, can I just time travel to my other friend's basement and hang out yeah. there for a while? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all the South Shore kids. Just hang out in basements, man. Uh, it uh, Yeah, that's cool, man. It's true. It's very... I was so interested in history after. Now I'm super interested. When I went to... Yeah. When I was working on 22 Minutes and I was in Halifax all the time, uh, man, every weekend I would just drive around looking at different historical sites and like reading about it and that's when i learned about like a lot about the french and how they were treated very crappy in especially eastern canada uh yeah. then the also the black community with slaves coming in from the u.s when they abolished slavery they started just shipping only, them over yeah, to halifax only slightly better treatment yeah, oh not know. even man still horrible stuff but they don't teach any of that in canadian school you know like you don't learn any of those things we didn't i didn't know we had slaves in canada i didn't know that they came here and like nova yeah. scotians were using them as slaves still you know it's none of that John, was told and I you read Johnny it on McDonald, like a, Johnny mcdonald was a slave owner if uh, I'm for not sure yeah and he was like a huge he was that was another thing i learned too in kingston he was like a huge drunk and just would like pass people drunk, would find him yeah. passed out in alleyways he <laughs> would talk the to prime his minister. dog he thought he thought his dog's <laughs> ghost was with him, and he would talk to his dead dog's ghost. Oh all man! The time. Uh, and this is the guy that that <laughs> you know what I mean? Like founding father. <laughs> it's hilarious how we like we put people on like pedestals sometimes, and we're so like we're like they are. We must obey and listen to all they've done. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but they've done some shitty things. I think it's like. It, I'm not saying don't respect them. I'm saying like uh, like oh, obviously <laughs> don't respect that part. But I mean, what I'm saying is like everybody's done some shitty things and uh in that time and it was like survival it's like either you did horrible things and you did some good things that were progressive and made movement in the in the country but everyone almost everyone was doing also really horrible things to today's standards yeah. which was kind of just normal in those days so to just totally hate a person for that is like I find a little counterproductive. It's totally not progressive because you got to obviously understand like yeah, it's a different time, man. Like yeah, man. I wonder if like what what's going to be the thing in like a hundred years from now, people are going to be like, did you know they had, or I guess like Instagram, you know, did Donald you know Trump they dated. He did, they would, he did put reality TV on the map. <laughs> Donald oh, Trump, yeah, for yeah. sure, man, dude. I can't believe <laughs> the stuff that's going on right now. Like with him alone, just is like wild like this guy's a it is psychopath. incredible that when you go on the president of the united states twitter yeah yeah every single fucking post have a notice from twitter saying it's uh, yeah. this is false these these are false statements <laughs> about election fraud <laughs> it's crazy man and this is the yeah the he's I, I tried for the last few weeks i've been avoiding watching or listening or looking at any of his tweets but like I just kind of glance, like you know, you get the news that just passed by with a story, and I see it. And I'm like, this guy is nuts. Like, 
the stuff he says and the things that he's doing, like he's just totally why didn't he was he was sharing a bunch of videos from this network, like one of these online news network that's obviously GOP fucking slanted. Uh, yeah, um, that I've never even heard of though. But they're like, he's just retweeting all these segments from this. He's a psycho, and he's definitely name. like, man, racist, just and crazy. And he's got so much support still. There's still all these people that are like, this is a fraud, America, it's a hoax. <laughs> Dude, some of the things people say too about a lot of things now, it's like, I think we're getting crazy. Like, can we tone it, tone it down a little? We're getting a little wild. What's it like in Ottawa, though? Is there, I guess it's probably very quiet. There's not a lot of people on the streets. Um, maybe, they maybe still going less. Out? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, the, the weather's getting colder. You know, this is a big uh, rake the leaves weekend. It's a little mild today, so people might be working yeah. outside. But there's people, for sure. Like, there was a couple of stores when I went. So we were, let, you don't know this, because who knows when we'll post it, but... We were late starting the podcast because I fuck. I brought all my equipment to Ottawa, but I forgot <laughs> to bring a memory card. So I had that to, happens. I had to shoot out to get a, a memory card. And there was like three stores that I passed on my way there that were there was a lineup outside because you're only allowed I don't know eight people inside at a time. Right. So there was an art and craft store that had a lineup of people waiting to get in the the librairie the the bookshop, and that had people waiting to go in. Yeah. So uh, no, it's cool. I'd find. Um, I find f- it's weird. I mean, we're only allowed 50 people at the shows. Yeah. Uh, and with social distancing, I mean, to get to 50 and socially distance safely, um, I think we need to have mostly tables of four. Okay. Right? So four people living in the same household. You're not going to get to there. So I think uh, last night and tonight we sold out at 46 or 47. Okay. Because of the way that the table are, if we want to yeah. have people at a safe distance everywhere, we can't quite get to 50 just based on the geography of the room. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I find people <coughs> have been very, in Ottawa, more so than in when I did the shows in uh, Vancouver and Cal- uh, Edmonton. Yeah. <coughs> people after the show are like, oh, thank you so much for coming to do this. You know, this is, uh, we really need a laugh at this time. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, well, thank you for coming because, uh, See, I was about to murder my children if I didn't get on stage <laughs> soon. So, uh, so, but people are really like the people that are the type of person that are will brave whatever or just say f- la merde. It's you know that basically are reasonable people that know that if I'm cautious, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't get it, and if I do get it, I'm probably not gonna die. And if I'm gonna die, well, I'm gonna fucking you know just. Yeah, yeah. I find people are not being reasonable. There's people that are so extreme on on you know. There's these ones that are fuck. It's a hoax. It's not even real. Yeah. Right up until the point where they fucking die of the thing. Did you see yeah. those people? In, yeah. Like uh, Shkutsmi or something like that. Yeah. I uh, no, they're, I didn't see the ones in. Shkutsmi. They're in the hospital saying that that's not why I'm sick. It's a bunch. Yeah. And then <laughs> dead. Yeah, I saw. Well, there was a a, va- a video that went viral in the states about a nurse somewhere I can't remember where in the states that she was said the exact same thing. She goes, "I'm telling people that they're this sick and they have to be put on a ventilator because they have COVID," and they're still looking at me going, "It's impossible. It's not real." That's what they're telling. Like, so it's it's like, you know, what do you? like you're saying it's it's crazy it's like it's either one way or the other and i find the people that are not fucking just listening to just follow guidelines are just making this thing drag on forever and we're never going to get back to work because we're all gonna like us i'm saying everyone else 
feel like Seems a lot of other people are everyone else yeah, is found the way to work we're the only like you know comedians and entertainers and musicians musicians everyone we're all fucking strand and people that run venues and waitresses waitresses bookers, and waiters waitresses too. people are working Martin. in the restaurant uh, it's just like man if you don't stop and then the worst part is like you know people that work in those industries and then are still not following the guidelines and they're like going out and partying with their friends or going to different traveling and you're like dude you can't work. Doesn't that bother you that you can't work because this thing is just dragging on? Yeah. And fucking nobody's like to me. I just get annoyed. I, I've just, that's why I've just like started focusing more on the online stuff and videos and just doing that rather than uh, even stand up because it's like fuck. Nobody's listening, so we're never gonna get to that point unless there's a vaccine and it starts to like diminish <laughs> the numbers with a vaccine. Remember, remember, I was trying to get you to come to the Sudbury thing, and I'm like, come on, man, it's. And you're like, nah, it's just going to get canceled and I'm going to be disappointed and whatever. Yeah. Like, no, man, they're in the green zone. It's going to be fine. Yeah, you're well, like... they got downgraded to the yellow zone two days ago and the shows yeah. are canceled. There you go. See, <laughs> told you, man. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. It's like, we're, we're all holding on. I feel like as comedians, entertainers, even like I see these, you know, people we know who promote or shows or who are like, you know, in the business of like booking shows. And they're super like, you know, well, look, we got uh, Live Nation announced. They're going to start doing this now. This is a great step forward for. And I'm like, no, it's not. None of that shit is going to work, guys. Like, <laughs> I love the optimism. But could we just be realistic and look at what's really happening and how people are, are you know, what the trend is going and just understand it's not going to fucking work, man, unless they come up with like a rapid test that's super accurate. That you can yeah. just test somebody right away as soon as they come into your venue, you know that they're safe, then for sure, then that's going to be change yeah, everything. Like a, one of those Star Trek scanners, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope, you're COVID free, but you might want to check into that chlamydia. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something odd here. I don't know. Uh, uh -huh. But um, yeah, so it's it's. Uh, you know, just stop with the optimism. Let's just fucking be <laughs> oh, realistic for once. Fucking realistic. That is the most Abdul statement I have ever heard. Fuck, stop with the optimism already. <laughs> just be realistic, man. Why are we trying to fight it all the time? I don't get it. I hate. It's like believing it in sucks, the secret. Dude, you know, it sucks. I know, but just be realistic, and then it won't suck as much. If you keep trying to book shows. And, and like in the middle of winter when we all know the numbers are going to keep going up and you're like trying to book. You're like, all right, I got my whole calendar full. Dude, that's going to crush your heart when like you're a month away or not even like a week away. And then all your shows get canceled. And you're like, fuck, you know, well, just focus yeah. on something that's not going to. Yeah, you know, not going to uh, get canceled in any way and try and build that. You know, I think there's a new uh, we just have to find new ways of doing everything we've been doing. And it's going to suck for a few years. I mean, this is our it's, generation's bullshit that we have to go through. Yeah. People went through wars. You know, we didn't yeah, go through right. any We're real war. I, I still, I still feel very lucky. Yeah, man. Um, it's uh, there. You're right, though. It's just I find a lot of people. Most people I know are dealing with this in a reasonable fashion. It's yeah. those that are careless. Yeah. Careless, ignorant, and what what causes people to believe? Thing, you know certain things over another like it's you know there's even my own children who are young and at least they have the naivete and and lack of life experience as an excuse to believe things like yeah, yeah. Uh, andy came out the other day and said something like one of the teacher uh is like a pedophile and i'm like okay <laughs> if there was any 
fucking you don't go right i'm like you can't fucking say that and she said oh well my friend fucking told me she heard it from her sister who you know first of all if there was any even hint of of that kind of behavior from a yeah. teacher i could tell you they wouldn't be teaching there the fucking the commission scolaire isn't the fucking catholic church they're not gonna just relocate the guy you know yeah you know? i wonder so how like, don't be throwing shit like that around See? yeah but I wonder how it works in Canada because I think in the states they can get away with that because they don't share information. So I feel like if you go to a new state, uh, they'll check. Okay, they'll do a background check within the state, but you just move there, so there's nothing on right. your file. So you but might be able to get away with it. If he, I think there's sex offenders are there's a national registry. Yeah, but maybe. That, I, it's I'm not. not sure I'm not even it. talking about that part. I mean, I know yeah. the guy that she's talking about. It's whatever. He dates young girls. That's not a crime, right? Is he's yeah. 45 and his girlfriend is like 27? But okay, it's, some people find yeah, it's it inappropriate. I'm like, from my perspective, I'm yeah, like, you're you like fucking <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs> uh, man. Sadly, yeah, well, I made myself a rule that I can never date anybody. That the ikar of age from her to me is bigger than from Jamie to her. So Jamie to her is seven years, and f- for me, from her to me, is twenty years. So I'm not allowed. That's like a just. That's a your rule. rule you would I go made. with that yeah. rule. I'm gonna fuck. I guess when Jamie hits thirty, though, I can I can get rid of that rule, right? I can. Yeah, well, I think once your kids are of age, once they're all uh, adults, especially yeah, her, she's already. What would you think right? of me if I was dating a twenty-five-year-old right now? I wouldn't care as long as she wasn't annoying. Fuck. Well, what are the chances she was of finding a twenty-five-year-old that's not annoying? There's some pretty mature. Uh, there's some pretty mature twenty-year-olds out there. You're right. There's I shouldn't be mature. saying that because my actually Jamie actually I find she's super interesting. She's fun to talk to. She I mean she has zero life ambition, but she's still a smart, fun. Yeah, person. like a, a buddy of mine's. Uh, his younger brother is like way younger than him, and he's dating this chick. She's like twenty-two or something, and like we're all hanging out and we're talking, uh, and she's just so much. Like, I was like, wow, I'm like, you're fucking really smart for your age. Like, normally it's like 20, like, oh, let's get out of here yeah. and go to this fucking dance or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's like they're, they're not as they're always into fucking baby shit, you know, like childish thing. But there's young. There are young, mature. Right. And I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. But, dude, you've dated <laughs> you've dated some fucking annoying 30 or 40 year olds. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Get out of here. <laughs> what? When? Really? No, I'm not saying it on the podcast. <laughs> you don't have to name drop or anything. Uh, like, I've only... Anyway. Um, no, no, I'm just bugging you, fuck. <laughs> but if she was, to this she was annoying as shit. No, Angela's, no, Angela's fucking great. She's very mature. Way yeah. more mature than you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> fucking way more mature. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you got an annoying fucking, we should plug, we should plug Angela's new business too. Images by Angela. You can go on images by Angela on Instagram. She's got a beautiful catalog of, uh, original artwork, whatever photographs and that she's made a whole line of greeting cards. So there's Christmas ones. There's like, she even made cards for people like sympathy cards for somebody's pet that passed away. She's, she's got a a card for every occasion, which is very true to her personality. She's always been a card person and now she's, Made a whole line of her own. She does enlargements too. Like if you want to put a piece of art on your wall, one that's popular right now. It's she's got a beautiful photo of Montreal uh, skyline at night. Cool. Uh, quite beautiful. My friend yeah. Hassan. You met my friend Hassan Alam that live here in Ottawa. I think so. I think I've I've met. He's him. the foodie. My friend. My foodie friend from Ottawa. Okay. Did he come Hassan? to when when we were hanging out I at? Think, uh, 
with the uh, Dragon Den guy, yeah? He came and hung out. I think, yeah, Pretty I think sure. I met him, yeah. So, uh, anyway, he... What's the um, name of that restaurant? Lotus or something? What's the name of the restaurant? Um, Datsun. Datsun, okay, yeah, Datsun. that's it, Datsun. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, he, he bought one. He bought, like, a, I think it's 18 by 24. And cool. she framed it, she framed it up for him and everything, yeah. Cool, man, yeah. That's uh, yeah. imagesbyangela.ca.com. Uh, it's images underscore by Angela on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we bought imagesbyangela.ca, but there's no website on it oh, okay, yet. Okay, all right. So it's everything's being done right now through e-transfer and uh, like checking things on Instagram. And cool. Then and does she have a contact? She'll email you photos that you could choose from and stuff. Okay. She's not doing like a what is it like Shopify or one of those uh, Etsy. She or was something. on she Etsy and that's it's you know and she was on gets, another thing. The cost like eight bucks a month and yeah, for, it gets she's, pricey. She wasn't getting traffic. She didn't yeah. understand like. It's gotta be, you know, she's not a, super technically yeah. minded. So that's the other thing. She also is garbage at Photoshop. So every photo that you're getting is not a photoshopped. It's an original. It's a real, and she takes pretty good pictures, the, man. Yeah, she does. She takes. Yeah, great especially that night shot from the bridge. If it's the one I think she posted once on Instagram, she takes yeah, that's some the pretty, one that Hassan bought. Yeah, yeah, she takes some nice pictures, man. I was I was impressed yeah. when I saw that shot. I was like, I gotta tell Angela, man. That was a great. Uh, that was a great picture. That night shot, and it's hard to take night shots. It's not as easy. Yeah. As people think, so she's yeah, patient she with it. Good, she yeah. changes the exposure, click yeah. each one to find the right, you know, ISO. Or I don't even know how any of it works. Anyway, she's quite yeah, talented. It's very complicated. So it's images underscore by Angela uh, on Instagram, and images by Angela at hotmail.ca. Yeah, and you've got uh, hotmail.com. Uh, is your new album the second wave out or not yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so you got the uh, first wave. I haven't tracked wave. it out yet. Yeah, I'm still on the first wave. The first wave. <laughs> you got to get on the second wave, buddy. It's hitting right now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, maybe uh, the next one will be uh, Panderic Vaccinate This. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, you've got your album too, man, uh, out there. And um, Yeah, uh, you've got your EP on, that on you your, put out. Yeah, we're all, we're all trying to sell some shit. We should also get an Etsy account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I'm you, lucky me and Angela, my, man. My website was already set up to to sell shit, so I'm yeah, that's good through there and all yeah. three of the albums and make my CDs make a great Christmas gift for an adult on your Christmas list. Yeah, and you actually people have, have already the CDs. started. Actually, I got a few orders over the last couple of days of people buying all three albums. One person yeah. bought two of each album. Cool, yeah, because so they like to give it away, of, and you got the taking CDs. care of all their Christmas shopping on one stop shop at DerekSage.com. DerekSage.com. <laughs> With the did you, uh, uh, did you submit for the Junos finally? I didn't. I didn't submit. I was. You know what? I I I don't know. I'm. You know me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a positive person. Started. <laughs> I'm not a positive person. I go fuck <laughs> that. Do you have to pay? Do you have to? You have to pay, right, for it? Just for laughs, actually. Just for laughs, as you know, we should. Uh, as much as we complained when we felt they were trying to take take from us with so the, they, the, they f- the Sirius uh, XM. Cover the they fee? subsidize so anybody that any comedian that wants to submit the just for laughs pays the fifty dollar entry fee oh fuck okay yeah. i didn't know but yeah no Pretty i didn't good. uh i didn't submit it i just uh i'm going independent man i'm going all independent just throwing it up i'm, I'm independent up, too but i mean put them up on. I, I submitted i submitted 43.0 yeah uh, and it was the year i believe i believe K Trev won that year, the Juno. Yes, but I spoke to so they, there's a panel, right? You Dave register as a Rahesh voting was up for it member. Too, and yeah, yeah. Ivan Decker, I think Ivan Decker might have won one. 
Anyway, uh, I spoke to three different panelists, like the people that are, you know, like they they get sent 50 CDs to listen to, to be a voting member of the... And all three of them never... Mine never got to them. So either I fucked up in the uploading or whatever, the the whole process of submitting yourself. Or you're not what they're looking for, buddy. Maybe they're not what they're looking for. Well, who... What gatekeeper would be allowed to charge that? At least it's gonna be you could let the panel, you know. Your the address says decide. Montreal, man. Doesn't say Toronto. Your address doesn't say Toronto, buddy. That's but uh, David Pride fuck. was nominated for one, so that David Pride was nominated for one. For one, yeah. At yeah. some point. At some point, yeah. Very fucking I'd be very surprised, man. David Pride deserves a fucking out of all the joke writers in this country, yeah. David Pride is yeah. by far like one of the top joke writers in this country. He's you pretty know, there prolific, is no fucking for sure. when you come to joke writing, man, smart jokes. That guy is fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, he's gotten darker too uh, over the last couple. Of I years. love it, Not man. Darker, but edgy. No, like but he'll like, yeah, like sex he's jokes and he's fucking, letting his fucking frustrations out on the yeah, stage. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think he had something to do. I think someone. I can't remember the story. Someone yeah, lost when they their shit the at the fucking comedy club on fire. On yeah, yeah when, it was because of David Pride, right? Yeah, Did we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. this on the podcast. <laughs> we talked about the fire, but uh, I don't know if we talked about that. But yeah, apparently the guy who ended up pyromaniacing the fucking comedy nest had David stormed Pride. out a, during a David Pride <laughs> set, and I forget what the joke was about. Something like, "Fuck, what was I, it? Student uh, what, protest or something like that?" I don't. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, what it was, and I don't want to make up something. But yeah, we should find out. Fuck that! I when I heard that, I'm like, that's hilarious. That's how good of a joke writer he is that it could touch a nerve with somebody but he's so bad yeah he's so funny man man he's so good (laughs) yeah he's really uh yeah he deserves it but yeah all those things man when you see everything in show business in canada it's like toronto just takes everything and it's getting annoying but what i like about covid is i don't care (laughs) it's like everybody's (laughs) off like oh what the junos yeah great who's gonna watch the junos nobody gives a shit anymore like it's what you're doing tv is it on tv it used to uh not the comedy (laughs) part no the comedy they would they swept that one under the fucking rug (laughs) it's a half an hour show and then these are some of the awards we uh yeah before the thing and it's just Yeah, like all the awards. They'll save it for uh, they'll save it for the weekend and uh, Justin Bieber and all the fucking big names in America. Yeah. That's what they'll want to focus on with the Junos. But then Canada's like, eh, you know, they don't really care about the Canadian entertainment as much. It's not as there's nothing to shine about. Look how excited everyone is about Shit's Creek. Everyone's so it's been on TV in Canada for what six years, and now because it yeah. fucking won some Emmys, everyone's like, oh my god, I gotta watch Shit's Creek. We're so proud. Yeah, <laughs> Shit's Creek. They won the Emmys. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's the way it is in Canada. That's why I don't care anymore. I'm just doing it. Cause you know what? That's what Americans do. We look at America. Like they're so great at the entertainment thing, but all it is is they don't give a fuck. They don't look at other, they're not like, ah, oh, man, look at Australia. They're doing such progressive things with comedy. They're just like, I'm the fucking best. And that's it. And they don't give a shit. And that's what like, that's why we're all like, man, we should really watch their shit. Like they fuck. They're really confident of like how good their stuff is. Maybe they are the best. Um, well, Quebec, but man, uh, fuck, Quebec you've got certainly some the the producer types. They certainly scope around the the earth to see what is good at good television, and then they just copy those ideas and make it Quebecois. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what everyone does. I mean, in business, well, I was watching Dra- uh, was it not Dragon's Den? What's the other Shark Tank the yeah. other night? And there was a lady that said the same thing too. She goes, 
well, uh, my my uh, brother and I, we were trekking across, like they came out with this company and they were like, we were trekking across uh, Asia and uh, we were in Thailand and we saw this thing and we thought, oh, that would be great. And they're like, didn't you just steal that idea then? <laughs> like, it's not your idea. You just saw it working in another country far away from America. So you just brought that idea there and you just, and now you're rich because you sell it at Home Depot. So it's like, but that's what it, it's like. People travel the world looking for other people's ideas, come back. Oh, that would work great in our country. And then they just create it here and they make a ton of money. Americans have been doing that for a long time. They go around, yeah. look at what uh, other countries are doing, and then they bring it back and look at all those shows. Britain's pretty progressive with comedies, man. You watch like some of their comedy shows and stuff that's on like the BBC, and you're like, man, they yeah. swear and they're super funny and they say like whatever they want. Nobody's censoring everything that they say and then americans take it and like oh it's working great and they switch it up and then they make their version let's like the office and a little bit yeah yeah all those shows they just did to make it more uh instead of saying fucking heathrow they say fucking uh, uh right fucking jfk jfk <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Um, so also i think what i i kind of appreciate about britain is that the, the creators are very much they seem to be much more in control than in, like, say, in the Yeah, it feels like it. Like, yeah. you know, a guy like Ricky Gervais can do whatever he want at this point. Yeah. But, you know, go lesser than him or the first time that he did something. Yeah. Um, they don't do it until the network cancels it, right? They do it. This is the story I wanted to tell. Now I'm done, and we stop. Yeah. Right? If that's 10 episodes, fine. If it's 12, it's 12. If it's yeah. 8, it's 8. They don't try to drag it on forever because right. it's making As long a as it's getting money. viewers, we're making it. You know yeah, what I mean? So exactly. So it, it tends to lose things, which is why shows like Seinfeld that were really good until the very end. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 interesting, right? And and Seinfeld, too. He left while he was they on They decided to, Because yeah. he was like, we got nothing. Got nothing yeah. else. Yeah. You know? Like, we were already forcing it. And it ended up being good, but it was much it got to be more and more hard work and kind of, say, forced. Comedy shouldn't be forced. Yeah, so, I know. Um, and you should be passionate but, about it. So if you're not, then just walk away because then it's going to start sucking. you got to be you yeah. know, excited like writing, about it. And, being told a format as an artist. Imagine like you're an artist and being told like a sculptor. Dude, you've that got was, this much clay. You're only allowed to use this much clay. See, or, yeah. That's the you hardest only, thing. A painter here, you got six colors. Use these six colors, you know, to make, to make like the BBC shows. Sometimes they're twenty-six minute episodes. Sometimes it's thirty-seven minute. Like they, I don't know how they fit that onto television programming. Yeah. But in America, see if you're, it's a, it's twenty-two minutes per half hour. Yeah. And it's thirteen episodes, and that, fuck, you know, it's a very strict parameter to have to build your even more so well, for a drama I'd say like dramas yeah. that have a full arc throughout the whole season um so play yeah i think that's why the networks are are tanking right that's there's so much more liberty for creativity in places like hbo and say showtime and yeah right um, netflix yeah. Yeah, netflix where there's no time no time no no censorship no nothing yeah yeah, it's a great point because they definitely feel and that's what it feels like when you go to the States, like in L.A. It just feels like everything is like already in this formula, like even like the rankings of how you get into clubs and what you got to do and how you get booked. And like everything feels like it's created in this formula already, which it is. And and you just have to go through those rankings of that formula to get to wherever you, it's not. 
it's unless you do something and it goes viral on the internet and it's like huge, then they'll just grab you right away. They're like, fuck, right. this guy's already famous. Let's grab him. But otherwise, you can feel and see the progression of like, okay, well, this person who's just starting got signed by this other per- by this company that represents a huge name. And then yeah. they'll mold them and they'll fucking put them along with all the others and you'll see them getting bigger and bigger. And they build their their brand. They build them as a personality and as an entertainer. Not like Canada, of course, because we don't have funding. We don't have money. We don't have anything. There's no fucking, you know, uh, there's, they don't create even Canadian comedy or entertainment TV shows. They're, it's uh, apart from the CBC. I don't think they, I think Sandra was t- saying that on the town hall for Canadian, uh, for Cask, for, she was saying that the other day about like how, I think it's only CBC that's, um, that's producing Canadian comedy right now. Nobody else is, is doing Creek, it. CBC? I thought Shit's Creek CBC. was a Bell, a Bell property. Nope, CBC. No? Yeah, oh, CBC. Okay. And I think it's like, I don't know the r- logistics fully, but I think it's like CBC, but sort of not CBC. CBC uh, probably with uh, Eugene Levy's production Yeah, with his, yeah, like, like half-half yeah. kind of thing, and they, they did it. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, all, you know, props to them doing great and everything, but I think Canada has some great shit, man. We just fucking need to push it more. Hey, uh, let know. me ask you, have you, uh, have you paid fucking... your dues for the cask? I have, yeah. I think they just took okay. it off my credit card without even asking me. <laughs> I just saw a fee or something. I got a, I think I saw a bill go through. <laughs> 50 that was bucks? Like, yeah, it was like uh, in the middle of the summer or something, I think. I don't know how many comedians listen to uh, the podcast, but I would encourage every yeah, if you Canadian can pay it, pay co- it. comedian, uh, improviser, sketch artist to support I just paid this. my Writers Guild. <laughs> yeah, no, Did support you? Yeah. it. Yeah, it took five. <laughs> they keep sending me emails. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not fucking writing anything. You're not getting shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've opted out of every Writers Guild contract I've had. I've always opted out. So Really? I think if ever I join, I, I assume they keep that in escrow somewhere that because they've they've withheld, yeah. you know, thousands of dollars over the years in in um, writers guild, sort of, uh, you know, toward the pension and all that stuff. Yeah, I should have yeah. thousands of dollars sitting there. But does that? Yeah, if you got, I don't know, you should look into it, man. Because yeah, even like with Actra, like I got a nice little chunk of retirement from from that that I did. I just saw the other day and I was like, ooh. Nice. That's, yeah, I'm up. Uh, I'm up to like uh, thirty thousand. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's cool. Man. That's, <laughs> I've got I've got like seven hundred in Udea. Uh, really? Oh, that's the French Union, right? Yeah, and the what the way it worked though, like they. <laughs> How come weird, the French Union's so shit? You need thirty credits first of all. You need oh, Actra, yeah. member Actra, like you as a visible minority. You only need three credits to get into Actra. Yeah. Regular people yeah. need six, I think. Regular, Regular people. people. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> the regular, uh, you mean the, the whites who get thing. booked for everything? Yeah, of course. And I you think need now six. it's even been lowered. I think it may be three for everybody now. Anyway, yeah, I think it's lower now. I think the was thirty. So the first thirty credit, you know, I did. Ter- I got my finally got my thirty credit like three years ago, and yeah. then I've basically done no French work since then. So I really not none, but like I have six hundred bucks, and they are because all the the all the thing that they withhold before you get your full membership. Yeah, they put it in the main pot. They don't hold it for you. So maybe that's if Writers Guild did that. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, I don't. But, I'm not too sure. I just pay it because I'm like, I guess I get I get gigs at a Writers Guild, so I'll support and I'll keep doing it because they pay you a little bit better. But it's not that much better than like. 
And it's like five hundred and seventy bucks or something, right? The, when you first open your like when you start. Oh, your maybe yeah. Thing? I don't remember, man. It was like fuck. I, I think I've been a member for like eight years now. Okay. Uh, but I think uh, I know every year. Like oh, and by the way, thank you very much, Writers Guild. This is the first year uh, they raise. They chose to raise the fee this year as opposed no to way. like everybody else is lowering the fee. The Writers Guild of Canada has raised it twenty five dollars. I think it's one seventy five now. Really? It was one fifty, yeah, a year, and now they raised it to one seventy five. I think Actra was like, "Hey, we lowered it to help you out in case yeah, you can't optional. afford to pay." It was an and, optional lower. Yeah, they're like, "In case you can't afford," and, and and you go to the Writers Guild, and I keep getting letter like emails from the Writers Guild, like, "Hey, are you gonna pay us? Like, we're you gotta, <laughs> you're supposed to." <laughs> it's like due in like April, and I just paid it last week. But I'm like, "What are you gonna do? I'll give it to you. Just stop it, fuck. Like, what do you want?" That's- that's all. You should reply to that email, like and just yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> write a super well written letter to them <laughs> to show you'll how good it. of a writer you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I sit here on this bench in Montreal, the leaves are ruffling. Gazing out at the, uh, <laughs> the I think mesmerizing about... colors that is to be known as dusk. Uh, it I inspires think... me to notify you that. <laughs> You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yeah, fuck. I should have wrote them a nice letter with a fucking nice ink, a nice plume. Yeah, calligraphy. <laughs> One of those yeah, yeah. like ink letters, a nice on paper. Parchment, on parchment yeah. paper. Yeah. <laughs> Tied together with a ribbon. Uh, dearest Writers Guild wax, of Canada. Those wax seals, you know, like a fucking <laughs> yeah. wax stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, man, fucking Writers Guild. Uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, buddy, we're gonna do the picks. We're at the end of this. All right, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's end do the of the roll. Let's do the picks, baby. I gotta say, I kind of blew the Thursday night game. I really thought uh, the Cardinals were uh, were underdogs, but uh, I thought with three points they would have had enough, and they lost to twenty-eight twenty-one. I knew it was gonna be a high-scoring game, but it wasn't quite. A, I said over forty-six, I think, um, and it got to forty-nine. But the, I think the anyway, so we blew that one. Hopefully, that's my one fuck up for the week. Anyway, uh, let's then we not got dwell on that. <laughs> let's the move on. Undefeated the Steelers uh, at Jacksonville Jaguars. I definitely, uh, I think the Steelers are gonna cruise a little bit. I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't even finish this game because they're looking, they're sitting there nine and zero. Let's keep everybody healthy, right? So they might have some second stringers playing, but I still think the Steelers are gonna walk out of there with that one. So Steelers over the Jaguars. Panthers-Lions. Christian McCaffrey is still back, to the best of my knowledge. I think the Panthers are going to handle the Lions. Patriots-Texans. Now, the Patriots team this year, I can't figure them out. Some weeks they look like the fuck garbage, and then other weeks, they last week, they looked really good. So um, I got to say, the Texans have not been lucky this year. They've lost a few close ones. Uh, Bill Belichick, if it's close, he'll find a way to beat you. So I'm going to go Patriots over Texans. Baltimore Ravens last week in the cold and rain looked like shit. They got handled by the Patriots, actually. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Um, and the Titans are a strong team. Uh, uh, I got us I think they're at home, they're in Baltimore. It could very well be cold again. I don't know if this team is, you know, they have trouble with the cold. I can't help but think the Ravens are not going to let themselves lose two two weeks in a row, so I'm going to go Ravens over the Titans. Uh, Eagles Browns. I mean, the Eagles could play fucking a girls football team at this point, I think, and still lose. <laughs> They're so fucking bad. 
so I'm going Browns for sure on that one, even though Odell Beckham is out for the season. I think the Browns have enough weapons to win that one. Saints-Falcons. Now, Drew Brees got hurt. This is the first time that he's going to miss a start, I think, in 10 years. It's very sad. He busted up some ribs at a punctured lung and shit. <clears throat> but I think the Saints have enough weapons. Uh, and again, the Falcons have been putting up huge scores, huge scoring games, but somehow their defense make them, they, they still end up losing. They've been ahead like 20 points twice this year and lost the game. Uh, so I think the Saints and my guy, Taysom Hill, uh, is this the multi-utility guy for the, for New Orleans? I don't know if you've ever seen him. No. He's quarterback. He's running back. He covers kicks. See, he does everything. He All literally around. does everything. He plays fullback. He plays wow. tailback. He plays slot back. He plays tight end, quarterback. So I think, from what I've heard, he's starting the game because they have wow. uh, uh, Jameis Winston as Drew Brees' specific backup. But apparently, they're going to give Taysom Hill the start. Uh, I think it's going to be. It's going to be definitely super fun to watch. Yeah, that I sounds like predict- a fun game to watch. I was just about to say that. That must be really fun to watch. I predict a high-scoring game, um, but because Taysom Hill has the, Drew Brees passes, I think, you know, uh, four out of five t- plays, Taysom Hill fucking – they have a bunch of plays. Even when Drew Brees is playing, they have a bunch of plays designed for Taysom Hill. So Drew Brees will line up as a receiver while Taysom Hill takes the snap. Wow. And when he does it, eight out of nine times, he runs with the ball. Right, and he runs what? He's strong. He's like six foot two, two hundred and forty-five pound, and fucking tough. Like he fucking, he's always good for two or three yards, but eight out of nine times. But he's also a quarterback. So now you run eight, eight times. You run this play. Yeah. The defense thinks he's gonna run again, and then just boop, fucking touchdown. Like it's. I hope he's he, getting a good paycheck, man. That's a that's a good asset to have on your he's, team. Yeah, man. he's only three or four year into the league. I think, <clears throat> I think he's still on a rookie contract, so wow. he may be making less than a million dollars. Anyway, wow. it's fucking. I'm super excited to watch that game. Um, I think it's gonna be high scoring, but I'm I'm gonna go Saints just because I love the Saints and I love this guy Taysom Hill. Cool. Uh, Bengals Washington. Washington, it's been a sad story. They've really had a garbage season so far. Alex Smith, who really had a terrible injury last year, it's nice to see him back playing. He's a good, good guy, good quarterback. Um, but I feel like the Bengals are gonna are gonna play this one. They're gonna play this one hard. Uh, they got that new the Heisman Trophy winner last year, Joe Burrow, as their quarterback. Um, I'm gonna go Bengals over Washington, and they're it's definitely they're the underdog. But I think the Bengals are gonna are gonna pull something magical out of this one. Chargers versus uh, the Jets at the Chargers. Uh, the Jets are really garbage. The Chargers are up and coming. They've got a young, hungry quarterback. Fucking giant, too. He's like six foot six. Young guy, great arm. Uh, not super precise yet. Hopefully that'll come for him. But I think the Chargers over the Jets. Dolphins, Broncos. The Dolphins have been playing some fucking great football, man. I'm going to go Dolphins over the, really? the Broncos, even though they're playing in Denver. Uh, Vikings, Cowboys, Cowboys. What can you say? I feel so bad for them. They've had some really terrible injuries, including their star quarterback. Minnesota Vikings have been playing fantastic. I'm gonna go Vikings pretty easily over the Cowboys there. Packers, Colts. Colts are the favorite in this game. It's in Indianapolis. Maybe that's why. Uh, I I really do not like Philip Rivers. He's a little fucking baby lala. I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I'm going, even though they are the underdog, I'm going Packers over the Colts. And I'm going to, that's one I'm going to bet because the odds are really good too. 
Chiefs Raiders. Now the Raiders, I think, are responsible for the Chiefs only lost this um, the, this this season. That's right. They only lost one game, and it was to these Las Vegas Raiders at home. Now they're playing in Las Vegas against the same team. I think Patrick Mahomes and company are coming out fucking pissed off. Uh, John Gruden, great coach. It's a really good Raiders team. I can't help but think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Uh, but I predict over 50 points scored in this game. Uh, so I take the Chiefs over the Raiders. And then on Monday night, the Buccaneers are hosting the L.A. Rams. Uh, the Buccaneers are very heavy favorites, two-to-one favorites. That's only four points, but um, I'm surprised. But I do think the Bucs are going to win this game and probably, you know, handily as well and if the uh if the uh, rams defense can't stop tom brady there's going to be at least i predict that tom brady will throw for four touchdowns so the bucks over the rams is where i'm going all right and that's man. it everybody that's it. good luck if you make some money with good that luck. that is great if you don't it's not my fucking fault i <laughs> suck at this <laughs> all right man good uh good chatting good podcast good day how uh, good to see you yeah, sorry for the you, delay man. off the top That's Abdul. All right, it seems man. like i've we always got some technical difficulty too we fucking. fixed it though man we figured yeah. it out quick and made it happen so that's good man we're all right i'll see you uh next week yeah man hope everyone's right. having a good week good weekend yeah. be safe everybody be kind to each other if you can and um, try to be a little bit more optimistic than fucking Abdul Butt. <laughs> Stay negative, everybody. Stay negative. <laughs> Take care. All right. Peace out. See you, everybody.